Did you know that in Kenya, it is estimated that one in every 10 people suffer from a common mental disorder? Care to find out how? Stick around. Hey guys, my name is Lemeria Kare. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Into Sanity, the podcast where we talk about mental health, mental illness and everything in between. I'm not a specialist or anything of the sort. I'm just a girl who believes in proper research and information. Our minds require more attention than we are giving it. Today's quote, nothing in this world can torment you as much as your own thoughts. This is our fifth episode. And today we will talk about causes and examples of mental health disorders. In other words, how do we get to that point where we find ourselves diagnosed with a mental health illness? Most mental illnesses do not have a single cause. Instead, they have a variety of causes. And these causes are called risk factors. The more risk factors you have, the more likely you are to develop a mental illness. Now sometimes, the mental illness develops gradually. Other times, it does not appear until a stressful event triggers it. There are many risk factors and triggers that you may know of or you may not know of. 1. Genetics Mental illness often runs in the family. If someone in your family has it, chances are you may have it as well. 2. Environment Living in a stressful environment can make you more likely to develop a mental illness. Things like poverty or having an abusive family puts a lot of stress on your brain and often triggers mental illness. 3. Childhood trauma Even if you're no longer in a stressful environment, things that happen to you as a child can have an impact later in life. There is someone who once told me, the mind never forgets. The memories remains tucked away for a later day. In a way, I kind of believe that. 4. Stressful events. Things like losing a loved one or being in a car accident, it can trigger a mental health illness. 5. Negative thoughts. Constantly putting yourself down or expecting the worst can get you stuck in a cycle of depression, anxiety, or fear. I know sometimes life has a way of getting us to such lengths, but it is always important to remember to have positive affirmations about yourself. 6. Unhealthy habits Things like not getting enough sleep or not eating or even engaging yourself in toxic situations that can trigger a mental health illness. 7. Drugs and alcohol Abusing drugs and alcohol can trigger a mental health illness. It can also make it very, very hard to recover from a mental illness. 8. Brain chemistry Now I'm sure most of you or some of you have heard that love is nothing but a chemical. Love is that oxytocin feel-good chemical that makes you feel so, so high. The brain is no different. Mental illness involves an imbalance of natural chemicals in your brain and your body. It's very important to make sure that these chemicals are in balance. Now, these risk factors do not just affect who will develop a mental illness in the first place. They also affect how severe the symptoms will be and when they will experience 
these symptoms. Mental illness, also called mental health disorders, refers to a wide range of mental health conditions. Uh, these disorders that affect your mood, your thinking and behavior and much, much more. Examples of mental illnesses include depression, anxiety disorders, eating disorders and even addictive behaviors. Now, most people have mental health concerns from time to time, but a mental health concern becomes a mental illness when ongoing signs and symptoms cause frequent stress and affect your ability to function in life. Trust me when I say a mental illness can make you miserable and it can cause you problems in your daily life, such as in school or work or even in your relationships. In most cases, symptoms can be managed without a combination of medication or even therapy. And if you cannot afford medication or the therapy sessions, we can talk about it right here, right now. The first step is to have information about it. Now, part of that information is knowing what questions to ask when you're feeling like you're not mentally and emotionally okay. Questions like, how long have I been feeling like this? Or what do I think might have caused me to feel this way? Or even what can I do to help or make me feel supported? Some of the common mental illness examples in Kenya today are depression, anxiety disorders, and substance use. So what exactly is an anxiety disorder? I would say it is more than a normal worry or fear. Anxiousness, fear and worry are normal human experiences and in some instances are even adaptive and helpful for survival. Most people feel a little nervous before a big speech. They feel nervous before a job interview or even before a visit to the doctor. But in anxiety disorders, those feelings are crippling, extreme and even persistent. Anxiety disorder symptoms also significantly interfere with your ability ability to function optimally or otherwise cause them distress. Anxiety disorders comprises of a range of different mental illnesses and these illnesses are all characterized by excessive fear as well as problematic behaviors and all this are related to anxiety. Now anxiety can disrupt your ability to function in life. When you start avoiding things that you fear, when you start avoiding situations and places such that your ability to fully participate in life becomes compromised, that is a problem. Typical symptoms of an anxiety disorder include sweating, trembling, and you can even have stomach upsets as well as also have difficulty speaking. You can have intense panic or fear and also constant unwanted thoughts related to that anxiousness that you're feeling. The African in me fully believed that anxiety disorder had nothing to do with me. I knew that is some American symptom that only white people suffer from. Then one day, as I was busy minding my own business, I got a panic attack. I had never been so confused like I was in that moment. Now, I remember I was walking and worried about so many things at once, things that I had to accomplish for the day. And some of these things were bugging me too much because I was running behind on time. And the only way my body could digest all this was by giving me a panic attack. My heart was racing so fast. I had cold sweats and I got lightheaded and I found it really, really hard to breathe. 
The thing is, it happened so fast and it was so intense that I felt like I was losing control. So now this thing that I thought was some white people problem became my problem. It became real. So how did I know that it was an anxiety attack? Well, I got to know all that later after getting some information about it. And when the symptoms kept reoccurring, I had to address it. Now, a couple of incidences later, and I knew that it was time for me to do something about it. Now, an anxiety disorder can present itself in so many different ways. It can present itself as a separation anxiety disorder. So what does that mean? You know, a disorder of excessive and persistent fear of separation from home. There are people who do not like being far from things that they know of. And um, in today's generation, we use the word FOMO, fear of missing out. Some of us may use it as a fun abbreviation or something of the sort. But at the end of the day, to some people, that is a real problem. They cannot be away from some people or they cannot be away from a specific environment. They get anxious. That is called a separation anxiety disorder. We have things like phobia, you know, disorders of intense, irrational fear of specific items. Now, I know most of us have phobias, but when it becomes persistent and it even has a way of um, disrupting your day-to-day life, then that phobia becomes a problem and it needs to be addressed. There's also a social anxiety disorder, you know, a disorder of extreme discomfort with social interactions. There are people who just cannot be in a busy environment. There are people who cannot be in a social gathering. They get anxious. They get fear. They get panics. It is a thing. There are things like a panic disorder, a panic attack, like my example, uh, that sudden experiences of intense terror that include sweating, dizziness, and feeling like you are losing control or even dying. Sometimes these symptoms persist for a long time, and that is a problem. We have stuff like a generalized anxiety disorder. That's just um, a condition of excessive, constant worry about a wide range of items now do not get me wrong all this are normal emotions the normal feelings the normal symptoms but when they persist for a long time and when they persist to a point where it disrupts your day-to-day activities then that is a problem so now let's talk a little bit about depression what is depression you know depression is not just having a bad day It can be more serious and negatively affect how you feel, think, act, which can basically decrease your ability to function well at home and even at work. Depression is diagnosed if a person experiences specific symptoms for a very long time. It could be for more than two weeks or months on end. When you feel sad all the time, when you lose interest or pleasure in activities that you previously enjoyed, when you have difficulty concentrating and making decisions, when you change in appetite or you start overeating or you're just not eating enough, when you have trouble sleeping or even actually sleeping too much, when you're tired all the time, when you start having restless activities, 
you know there are people who when they're anxious or just um, even depressed you'll see that they scratch like a particular place on their body or they specifically move their hand in a in a, in a specific way or they move their feet in a specific way you'll just see some sudden movements that seem very very restless feelings of worthlessness or guilt or even thoughts of suicide or self-harm that is a symptom of depression now depression can affect anyone even a person who appears to live in relatively ideal circumstances depression does not have a type a class or a specific age group it is universal it speaks one language so be sure to do a self-evaluation once in a while now another common mental illness in kenya is substance abuse substance abuse and mental health disorders such as depression and anxiety are very very closely linked although one doesn't necessarily directly cause the other abusing substances such as marijuana and alcohol can cause prolonged psychotic reactions alcohol can make depression and anxiety symptoms worse people often abuse alcohol or drugs to ease the symptoms of an undiagnosed mental disorder to cope with difficult emotions or to temporarily change their mood unfortunately self-medicating with drugs or alcohol causes side effects and in the long run often worsens the symptoms that they initially were meant to help relieve if you see someone who is close to you start to have a change in their behavior or performance changes over time ask if he or she is okay the role is not to diagnose but to express care and concern for another person you know by doing so you can make a positive difference and checking up on people just creates an organizational culture of caring Thank you for joining me on this episode of Into Sanity. If you enjoyed and found it helpful and would like to support the podcast, you can share it with others, subscribe to the podcast, or leave a rating and a review. It's always been a pleasure navigating through this life's experiences with you all. Thank you for all your support. It has really been overwhelming. If you have any inspiring stories about your journey through mental health, you can share it on our WhatsApp number 0729 623809 Make sure to join me next week where we will keep it short, simple, informative and straight to the point. Let's keep the conversation going.